0: The Daily 202 is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post brand studio. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, February 19th. In today's news Roger Stone deletes a dark Instagram post. West Virginia teachers go on strike. And China continues to capitalize on the U.S. withdrawing from the world, this time in Tajikistan. But first, the big idea. A coalition of 16 states led by California filed a federal lawsuit Monday aimed at blocking President Trump's plan to build a border wall by declaring a national emergency. The lawsuit, brought by states with Democratic governors except one, Maryland, seeks a preliminary injunction that would prevent the president from acting on his emergency declaration while the case plays out in the courts. Several nonprofit organizations already have gone to court or announced plans to do so, and protesters took to the streets in several cities on Monday. Across from the White House, demonstrators held neon-colored letters that spelled power grab. The new lawsuit was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California, They chose the San Francisco-based jurisdiction because judges there have consistently ruled against the president on an array of his policies. Judges there ruled against efforts by the Commerce Department to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census, as well as rollbacks of environmental regulations. They also ruled against efforts to curtail asylum for migrants and the Department of Homeland Security's revocation of special temporary protected status for hundreds of thousands of immigrants living legally in the United States. Cases appealed from Northern California court go to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, also based in San Francisco, which has been a whipping post for Trump. The 56-page lawsuit says that diverting money that Congress designated for other purposes violates the separation of powers defined in the Constitution. Another clause of the Constitution, the lawsuit notes, prevents money from being paid from the U.S. Treasury unless Congress has appropriated it. The lawsuit also says that the federal government's own data prove there is no national emergency at the southern border that warrants construction of a wall. Customs and border protection data show that unlawful entries are near 45-year lows. And the lawsuit enumerates ways that residents of the participating states and the states themselves could be harmed by the diversion of money. They include loss of funding to military bases, weakened drug-fighting efforts, and damage to states' economies. This demonstrates that the states that are part of the lawsuit have clear standing. The other states besides California that joined the suit include Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, and Virginia. Maryland is the only one that has a GOP governor, but the complaint was signed by Maryland Attorney General Brian Frosch, who's a Democrat. Meanwhile, the Trump administration announced overnight that a 45-year-old Mexican national who was detained by U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers died on Monday at a medical facility in McAllen, Texas, after twice seeking medical attention. The adult's passing, we didn't get a name or even a gender, followed the deaths in December of two migrant children in U.S. government custody. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Days after a federal judge imposed a limited gag order on him, Roger Stone posted a photograph of that judge to his Instagram page that included her name, a close-up of her face, and what appeared to be the crosshairs of a gun sight near her head. Stone, a longtime confidant of President Trump going back decades, deleted the picture soon afterward. Then he reposted it without the crosshairs before deleting that second post as well. In the text accompanying the first post, Stone referred to special counsel Bob Mueller, who brought the case against him. He accused Mueller of using legal trickery to make sure his case was brought before Judge Amy Berman Jackson, who was appointed by Barack Obama. Stone's caption said, The fix is in. In a text message to the post, Stone says the photograph of Jackson had been posted by a volunteer who helps him with his social media accounts. He said the picture has been misinterpreted, and in no way did he mean to threaten the federal judge or disrespect the court. In a filing last night before the court, Stone's lawyers formally apologized to the judge for the post and said that their client recognizes it was improper. Number two, almost exactly a year after their walkout inspired a nationwide movement, West Virginia teachers and school workers are set to strike again today to protest a bill to invest state funds in private school vouchers and charter schools, which would divert money away from traditional public schools. West Virginia teachers shocked the nation last February when they called a statewide walkout to protest lagging salaries and rising health care costs. School districts across the street were forced to shut down schools for nine days until teachers got a 5% raise, but they got no relief from higher health care costs. Their bold protest, though, set off a wave of teacher walkouts and protests that reached a half a dozen other states by year end, including Oklahoma and Arizona, where teachers successfully pressed state lawmakers for meaningful raises. Last month, teachers in Los Angeles, home of the nation's second-largest school district, went on strike over classroom overcrowding and a dearth of school nurses and counselors. In the wake of those West Virginia protests a year ago, hundreds of educators also decided to run for office, including the 2016 Teacher of the Year, Johanna Hayes. Today, she is a congresswoman from Connecticut. Number three. This one's a little scary. China is capitalizing on America pulling back from Afghanistan to expand its influence in Central Asia. China is now watching over Afghanistan carefully from the inhospitable highlands of Central Asia. Chinese troops have quietly established a presence at a choke point in Tajikistan, just beyond China's western frontier. A Washington Post reporter went to check on a secret Chinese military outpost and saw Chinese soldiers massing in a place where their government denies any troops have deployed at all. While veiled in secrecy, the outpost of about two dozen buildings and lookout towers illustrates how the footprint of Chinese hard power has been expanding alongside the country's swelling economic reach. Tajikistan, which has been a wash in Chinese investment, joins the list of Chinese military sites that include Djibouti in the strategic Horn of Africa, plus man-made islands in the South China Sea, in the heart of Southeast Asia. Meanwhile, President Xi Jinping's economic ambitions over the past seven years have brought a wave of major investment projects from the resource-rich Caspian Sea to Cambodia's coastline. At a moment when the United States is considering a pact that would pull American troops out of Afghanistan, China appears to be tiptoeing into a volatile region critical to its continental ambitions. Already, the retreat of old powers and the arrival of new powers are on display in Tajikistan a tiny, impoverished country. U.S. officials say they're aware of what the Chinese are doing. They say they don't necessarily object to the Chinese presence because the United States also believes that a porous Afghan-Tajik border could pose a security risk. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, February 19th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.